You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Hello and welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral with me, Steve Sidwell, and of course, Joe Cole. Uh, let's get stuck straight into today. Um, we've got an incredible guest, a hero, not only to me and Joe, but to hundreds and thousands all over the world. Joining us today is one of the most gifted players of his generation. Oh, Sid, the most gifted player. <laughs> the, sorry, no, the no. most gifted player Put some of his generation. Sauce on it, An absolute icon at Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> uh, and former England manager and also partial to a few songs Ooh, um, when yeah, he's got a microphone yeah. in his hand. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have the legendary Glenn Hoddle. Well, Glenn, welcome legend. to the show. How do I follow that? <laughs> that's, 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 that's the best introduction we've got. It is. Yeah, I is. can't, well, I don't know what to say. Glenn, how's <laughs> things? Yeah. Are, you, are you all good? I'm very good, thanks, uh, Sid. Yeah, very good. In good health, number one. Yes. That's what yeah. we all should uh, be looking at yeah. at the moment. Yeah, but no, really good and um, loving the uh, loving the Premier League at the moment. Yeah. Particularly. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. really exciting. I think, you know, Liverpool back in there. So football-wise, it's good. But yeah, good. Enjoying my golf and all things like that and just finished the book. And like, yeah, it's been Easy. a busy time, but... Really enjoyable good. time. Brilliant. Yeah. Good. Well, look, let's go back. Uh, I want to go back to your playing days, first of all. And as Joe said, the most gifted yeah. player of, of your generation. Was that natural or was that something you had to develop or a bit of both? Well, I, th- I always answer that. It was natural. I can't say that it wasn't because, uh, you know, I don't know. My dad tells me way, way back, but at four, five, six years of age, I was left and right foot. So that was a massive plus yeah. to anyone. Mm. So it was both. It was there then. Um, and, you know, Dad was a good amateur football, spent loads of time sort of just not... He didn't coach, didn't coach me once in his life, really. He just was there with mm. me all the time. And, you know, so it was natural. Yeah. But the thing is, Sid, like we all, in our hearts, the three of us, we loved... We loved football. Mm. And I had this unbelievable sort of desire. It was in a DNA sort mm. of thing. It, it, mm. it, it was... It chose me in many ways at a very young age. And... Um, Oh, I sit and think sometimes if I hadn't made it, and there was a few times that you know it, it wouldn't have happened for me with with as I write in my book, losing nearly losing my eye and other mm. injuries and whatever. I don't know what I'd have done because mm. it was like destiny. It yeah. I felt at a very young age. So, but having that feeling, Sid, I I put like we all did mm. hours and hours and hours of practice. It wasn't practice, actually. Yeah. It was a labour of love. So it, it, I didn't practice once. It was just mm. playing football against a wall, a sponge ball in the bedroom when mum said, like, that's yeah. enough, come in. And, yeah. you know, it was like we, we've all gone through it. And I just never stopped playing football. And I was naturally two-footed. So I just, if you practice like that or you train like that or you play against the wall like that, yeah. my word, you're not going to get any worse. No. You'll only get better. Well, you're not going to get any worse when you're doing kick-ups because in your book, you know, you said about walking to school with a football and then all of a sudden yeah. it was, how far can I get keeping yeah. the ball up and chalking yeah. the curves? I mean, that in itself is just amazing. That's the only way it got me to score, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, enjoy it. We're not know. talking a couple of hundred yards. We're talking... No, you know, it, was, it, was, it, was it was a fair a, old walk. Yeah. With a little yeah. a road, to, not a main road, yeah, to get yeah, across. Yeah. And, but it was... A, but it was, And I remember thinking, like, near the end of a, a lesson, last, last lesson, I was excited about <laughs> trying to beat it yeah, again, yeah, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it was a lovely way of... Um, people thought I was mad, you know, walking yeah. along and... 
had a few scuffles with people trying to yeah. put me off and <laughs> what's that idiot doing but no it was good fun it was really good but it was it was so it was in my DNA yeah. Yeah. do you know what that is like exactly the same as me I used to do exactly the same thing mm. used to dribble the ball to school or keep, keep it yeah. up to school I think that's a great message to any young player you know like when they see the, the players in the Premier League and they think of it's just there it's years and yeah. years of and it, it never felt like practice or training to me as no. a kid. I never went, I haven't, no. I from now, even now, I never, I don't think there's been one day in my career where I thought, oh, I don't fancy training today. Mm. I loved it and mm. I still love it now. And that was the same as a kid. It was just, what Absolutely. can I do? What can I do? Yeah, I, I can't, I, I feel I'm blessed that, that I've got that yeah. attitude. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't remember. Maybe one when I was a bit hangover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, After a yeah. win, we had a, go, we had a great yeah. win, had a great night. I remember it. And it was like, we're training next day and yeah. it was just such a good win. I think it was Barcelona yeah. or something. Yeah. So in the end... Just oh, Barcelona. Was, yeah, it was a big <laughs> yeah. game. So it was like, oh my word, I do not fancy it today. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, you're both cut from the same cloth in terms of technical ability, but you, you broke in the first team at Spurs at 17. Mm. Was I mean, It was a big, big players, big personalities in that dressing room at the time. Did they Ooh, yeah. take you under your wing, their wing or was it was it a hard one to sort of go into? No, Were they welcoming? Was it a sort of kick up the backside or was it yeah, everything? It was a bit of everything, but mainly it was tough. Right. It was hard school, mm. you know. Um, none of that, you know... Put my arm around him, and cut. they want you to do well, obviously, because yeah. you're a part yeah. of the team as yeah. well. Yeah. They want you to do well because yeah. they're they had their bonus to win for yeah. as well. Yeah. But it was very much like that. It was very single-minded. People, you know, we weren't earning the money that they're earning today. The bonus was like massive yeah. in back in them days. Mm. We always had the raggle in the pre-season time about the bonuses, and they were big. Um, so yeah, but it was it was really hard. Mm. You know, when I was apprentice and that, you know, Joe Kinnear was in the first team and. Terry Naylor, you, yeah. Cyril Knowles, they yeah, were really, yeah. they were great players, you know, but they were tough, tough characters. And there was a few others as well. So you had to just, you had to go with it. You had to really fight. Mm. Yeah. If not, you were going to sink. Yeah. You what, were going to sink right to the bottom. So. What year was that, Glenn? 70, I was 74, I was a, an apprentice and that, they were really hard. I broke in training first. Yeah. And that's a big enough thing, Martin Peters, Martin mm, yeah. Shivers, you know, all them players were. Yeah. And just going into train at 16 with them was, was amazing. Going to Red yeah. Star Belgrade was my first ever trip abroad. Cool. You know, and I'm 16 carrying the bags. I didn't get, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. get on, but yeah. it was just to take it yeah, all in. Yeah. Yeah. And, Do you um, think that gets done enough now? You know, like in terms of just experience, yeah. like getting players mm. in and around. I mean, because you, yeah. you, was it was it you that brought... No, it was Euro 96, wasn't it, that they took Rio and trained around the Terry, first No, I brought, I brought Rio in. You? Yeah, I, I mean, Rio just to get the, what, the next generation. Exactly. that's done enough now? I don't the, know. The next crop. I think it, sorry, Glenn. I think it's done just organically now because mm. of St George's Park. Yes. You would have trained. Yeah. Was it Bisham Abbey? Bisham Abbey, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, was. Yeah. It's all St George's Park, all, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen the under-15s with the 21s. So that... So Terry and Glenn who did it, and then yeah. Sven stopped it for some reason. Yeah. And, Keegan, and I thought it would, it would be well, great. What you're saying there is like a club. Yeah. See, because if you're in a club and you say, right, today I'll bring a youngster yeah, in, right. or, or if one of the pros gets a, yeah. a slight problem yeah. mm. and your numbers are... You can call, call somebody... No, don't, no, mm. no. Call the kid over. Right. We'll have a look at the kid yeah. in amongst it all. So that happens, doesn't yeah. it? And that's, what, yeah. that's yeah. like a club. Yeah. Whereas when, when I was in England, people used to say about me... 
joining in. I only joined in probably three times, four times in training in England. Mm-hmm. Everyone said, oh, he was... He was no, because someone pulled out with, I don't know, Did you Mo must have had a blister yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> Did you purposely not join in, Glenn, like, yeah, as a manager? No, it, was, yeah. it wasn't right. I didn't feel it was yeah. right, actually. I'd only just finished playing, so I was fit. Yeah. Johnny Gorman, you know, Johnny, yeah. Johnny was so enthusiastic, like, and he... He always loved watching me play and yeah. odd, you, you go in. You go in. <laughs> so, but we didn't have anyone yeah, box else. Off his seat, that's why. Yeah. We didn't have anyone else to yeah. pull over because we yeah. were England away, just them amount of players. Yeah. So I just to make it eight V eight or whatever function we were doing, that's the only time I went in yeah. and, and played and yeah. stuff. but you know when you go in, yeah. you go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, you, you think yeah. you put no, but you put your head on, don't you? You think, yeah. well, yeah. I've well, sh- there's seven yeah. other lads working hard here. Yeah. I've got a Keep the ball. Yeah. So you play. You put a player's head on yeah. straight away. Well, let me and, you, and your pride doesn't allow yeah. you to go. You know, well, I'm managing now. You got. You got to do your best. So, so you only did it three or four times. Yeah. And, and I, I, when I speak to Rio or any of the United Everyone, boys, yeah. and it, them three or four times must have made such an impression on them. They all, <laughs> they in their heads. They think that you was in all the time. So just no. like, mm. do you know what I mean? It must yeah. have. You must have performed some. Yeah. We did some skills we did on them. Some days. technical work. We did a lot of technical work. A lot of them liked it, loved it, and a lot yeah. of them didn't actually. Yeah. Funny enough, but I felt it's called football. Yeah. So it's yeah. called football. Yeah. And if you, for me, even from a kid coming through as a player, as a manager, you've got to master the football. That's yeah. the number yeah. one aim. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. You know, whether you've got to be six foot or you, you're better if you're smaller, mm. or you've got to be able to run, or you've got. If you cannot master the football, you cannot be a yeah. footballer. Yeah, it's not called head ball. It's not called catch ball. It's called football, yeah. and that was my philosophy. So we did a lot of training. All my, all my clubs, it was technical, 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 mm. and same with England. We mm. put, put small balls in, and they trained with small balls, and it found some of them out, mm. and others loved it. Yeah. But it was the way I was going to do it. So I might have, you know, given some ex- examples of what to do yeah. Yeah. with the technique, what I wanted to do, talking about the spin of the ball. You know, no mm. one realises how much a wheel gone yeah. through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the ball's always spinning. Yeah. It's never flat, is it? It's no. never coming to you yeah. nice and easy. Maybe from a goal kick, but that yeah. weren't my job. I'll leave that for somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you was playing, I mean, you say about spinning the ball and that, and, and what was it mm. like? Because the pitch is now a carpet. Ah. I mean, what was it like? You say about you can control this ball, and, and we've seen clips and mm. videos of the games that you've played. To do it on, on the, the kind of yeah. services that you've done, yeah. I mean, was that... Tough for your game. It was, yeah. It was. It was tough, also, guys, because of the way that we played. You know, I can't tell you how, for the better, how the modern game now is 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 all. It's a, it's a million million miles away mm. from how it was. Yeah. You know, tactically, yeah, pitches yeah. and the rules. They're the, they're the three main uh, yeah. reasons why I say that. But the pitches were hard because you knew also that. The guy was coming in, he was going to give you, you know, he'd have a couple of real bad yeah, tackles yeah. to put in before the ref even thought about maybe mm. booking someone. Yeah. So on a pitch that's bobbly or a pitch that's got divots and mud, yeah. you know, we love pre-season, yeah. we love the start of the season, but by the end of the season, you're playing on dust bowls yeah. and then in the middle of it, you're running through mud. Everyone, everyone used to have a hernia. Problems, yeah. loads of Gilmore groins. If you yeah. remember that, yeah, yeah. Gilmore groin. No, yeah. who has a Gilmore groin now? No yeah. one, because the pitches you run across the top of the pitch, and also the academies now, 
they're learning to do their core work yeah, and stuff. Yeah. We core work, we didn't do. We did, we did yeah. the opposite. Yeah, had a we couple did of core beers afterwards. Yeah, but it was it was it was just a total different game. But the attitude in England was difficult for me. I, I write this in the book quite heavily. I had to fight against the tide completely yeah. the way I wanted to play football. Mm. I was, you know, we, we, the way we played at Spurs was, was quite technical. We still played it quite direct at mm. times, but it was quite technical the way we played compared to a lot of teams. It was a long ball game. The ball was in the air, 60 by 40 yeah. on a mud patch. <clears throat> oh, you're a creative footballer. Good luck. Mm. Yeah. Trying to create yeah, in, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. in them yeah. circumstances. Yeah. And I think these wonderful young players that we're seeing and these wonderful players like Messi and Ronaldo in this era and one, you know, Neymar's, you name them. It's about could they play taking taking them back that way and playing in that era, in that generation, mm. rather than the other way round. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, yeah. are they better now than they were then? Mm. I, I, I think to myself, oh dear, they'd find it so yeah. much different. They'd yeah. still be brilliant. Yeah. Of course they would. Because yeah. they've got that wonderful, wonderful... You can't, it, it, so you can't compare eras. People always no. say to no. me, no. Would, you, you just can't, because like you said, the rules, the pitches, yeah. the attitude of the players. Mm. The, the game moves on, doesn't yeah, it? it? And does. everything you're saying is yeah. just 100%, I agree with everything you said from you know going over to France. Then mm. the, well, I got to, lucky enough to work with some great managers and it opened your eyes. And the football I was taught as a kid in the England setup, Glenn, mm. at 4-4-2, mm. Charles Hughes, we talked about it loads on here where, and we talked, uh, behind the scenes it's like it, we were so going down the wrong path oh, and all the great definitely. players like yourself your Paul Scholes your Gascoigne's and that they wasn't they didn't get created because of the system no. it was this, in spite of the system we still create these great mm. players but now the system's working ah, so you're yeah. you're creating the multiple Mason Mounts Foden Grealish yeah. Madison's and the list goes on, Sancho, you know, yeah. all these technical players, because yeah. the system's right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We was... The emphasis has changed, and then yeah. the system was changed. Yeah. The small-sided games. We had, mm. Let's face it, they've, they've copied the Dutch, they've copied yeah. the French. They saw what the French did, and then they won <clears> you know, the World Cup and the Euros. And then the Dutch and the Spanish. So we've copied them, thank the Lord we did, mm. and now we've got whatever. And, but it's the emphasis has changed. Yeah. I mean, mm. I got loads of criticism when I was playing back in the day in England. Mm. You know, I did what I did and I was strong-minded enough to... I weren't going to change. To be honest, it was the only way I could play. But it was a real fight against mm. the tide to play back then. When the mm. ball's up in the air, the muddy pitches, you've got Suey trying to... Yeah, <laughs> you know, you've got players that are going to mm. be strong with you and get away with it because yeah. they were allowed in them so, days. So was that one of the main reasons why you went to Monaco, to France, to, to suit your yeah. style of play? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I said at a very early age, I, there was a couple of times I nearly went, said, 21, I nearly went to Germany. Wow. Um, just woke up one day yeah. and just said, "Not right." I bought a wedding forward yeah. a year because we were going to go to Germany. <laughs> yeah. And I just woke up one day and I looked in there, I was shaving. I remember it to this day and I was like, yeah. I'm too young, I'm not going. Yeah. And I just made that decision. Yeah. And then another time to, to 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 Napoli, funny enough, just before Diego went. Um, what, so they, hold on, we need to. We can't just let that slide. <laughs> we can't, you could have played with Diego Maradona. Well, I don't know if I'd have played with him or whatever, but... I, uh, for, the, for, the, for the benefit of the podcast, well, the story wow. and all the Tottenham fans out there, you could have played with 
Yeah. It's possible. It was possible, Imagine yeah. For a link up. Oh. It was possible. because wow. Because th- what happened was that Napoli, I, they gave, I mean, this was back in the day. Yeah. So I was, played the 82 World Cup and, yeah. um, and Napoli wanted me to sign. So they gave me a 10-day holiday in uh, yeah. Positano. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely jubbly. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go around the stadium. I look at what a... Yeah, what crazy a crazy place! What a Ma- crazy place! It ain't changed. Oh ain't my changed. word! But it was like, yeah, I fancy this. Anyway, so I go back in the summer. I'm thinking, right, we've now got a break. I mm. get a phone call from Dennis. Dennis Roach, my my manager, bless him. He said, Glenn, uh, the deal's off. I said, oh, they changed their mind. He said, no. He said the president's been put in prison, <laughs> <laughs> and the coach is gone. So I was like. Oh, okay then. Um, we won't be going there. Yeah. So, and that was when Rudy Kroll was there. Wow, Rudy yeah. Kroll was the sweeper. That right, was beautiful player. He yeah, was Rudy Kroll. And it was then in '82, and I, I think Diego went probably in '83. Did he? I think he Something around about yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, So it it just didn't <laughs> didn't happen. But I had a very nice very nice holiday on there, Max. Yeah, that's to be nice. Honest. So you leave uh, your Monaco, player manager at Swindon, mm. promotion Premier League. Mm. Then you get called from Chelsea. Was that yeah? Was that hard to to, to leave Swindon? It or was, was it? It was really. Yeah. I mean, you just said there. It's quite funny, isn't it? You know, you go from Monaco, Monte Carlo to Swindon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what football does for us, isn't it? It gives us these extremes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I took over Swindon. I love Swindon. Absolutely adored Swindon. It was a fabulous time. Learning curve for me and all that with the manager. Got promotion. And then this offer come to Chelsea and it was like, oh, what do I do? My heart's saying stay. My head's saying, look, it's the next progression. Mm. If you want to go, you know, improve, you've got to, you've yeah. got to take that opportunity. And, and this was to become player manager. It was play, I was player manager at Swindon at the time. Yeah. I thought... I didn't quite know what the squad was at Chelsea, if I was brutally honest. And I thought, well, you know, time to hang the boots up, probably. Mm-hmm. But I said, well, I, I, I did some training. We got promotion. We played at Wembley, did that. Went on holiday, did a bit of training, as we do. Yeah. And that's got race course running around yeah, yeah. there at 30, whatever I was, yeah. 86 or something. <laughs> I mean, what am I doing, you idiot? Yeah. And then thinking, well, I'll go in and see, but I don't think I'll be needed. I was needed. It was Chelsea at the time was, you know, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it wasn't the Chelsea of today, that's yeah. for sure, facilities or or um, the players. So I, I, there was a problem there and I thought, oh, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to try and play because I wanted to play three at the back then. I did it at Swindon. Mm. I wanted to go and play and play out from the back and in the end it was difficult. We tried it and um, we won a pre-season tournament at White Hart Lane actually. I was there, Glenn, in the crowd. Oh, were you? I was there. You weren't, were you? I was Joe? there in the crowd, yeah. I remember wow. watching you. Ajax, wasn't it? Ajax, Lazio. Lazio, Gazzle played. Gazzle played for Lazio. Lazio. That's right. So yeah. it was like, it was yeah. like the, the, the best there, tournament. It was a Saturday and a Sunday when yeah, it was, yeah. Right, and I, yeah. I went both days. I got to watch yeah. Glenn and Gazza. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, was, this is, this is heaven. I remember, yeah. I remember Glenn just. I don't know if you, I think you either played holding mid or sweeper because you were just it just it was like the mm. sprinkler system was on. Like, <laughs> from, from, then at one, I can picture it now in my mind. I must have been twelve. Wow, that's amazing! And, yeah. and a Gaza Gaza brought a ball down. No one of them when the ball goes up in the air and he just crests it. In, in the air, yeah. In the air, oh, yeah. Lovely. I was just like, this is this. Brilliant. <laughs> this. You're in your element there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. No, yeah, so we, we won that tournament and so, and we were playing out from the back and when it got into the the nitty gritty of sort of November, October, you know, mm. October, November time. It was it was tough. The pitch weren't pitches mm. weren't, and it, we just didn't have the back players to be mm. honest to play out. 
at that time. So we had to go in with the back four and, and change it. So I never, that's why I went and got Rude Hullet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't think we'll get him, to be honest, but we yeah. brought Rudy in to play. I, I was finishing, hanging the boots mm. up, and I thought Rude, because I, I played against Rude, funny enough, when he was a sweeper at, mm. um, at Fairnight, I think. Yeah. When he started his career, he was a sweeper in Holland as a 19-year-old. How much so, younger than you was he at that time, Rude? Um, oh, that's a good question. I reckon, he's, I reckon there's about five years, four or yeah. five years between. Yeah, because I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. Probably about five years, I reckon. I'm guessing. But, but, I mean, before that, when you took over the team, Dennis Wise was captain. Yeah. Uh, what was it like with Wisey being captain, your player manager? Was there... Well, no, actually, or... Sid, Dennis wasn't captain. Right. I, I made him captain. Okay. Because I, I remember they had had some problems there um, before, and I, and I thought this Dennis was, without a doubt, the best player we had when yeah. I went there. He's he mm. my player. Andy mm. Townsend was there at the mm-hmm. time as captain, and he told me he wanted to go to, to Villa. Villa, yeah. And mm. I said, look, I think you're my best player. I said, you're, you're my captain. He said, Glenn, he says, it's not do you. He said, it's, it's, I've been at this place now. I want to move on, blah, blah. It was pretty evident he was going mentally he was going to go. Yeah. And I thought, well, in the end, I, I ain't going to stop him. Yeah. You can't have your captain not wanting to be at your club. So Dennis was, without doubt, far above everyone in, in the squad. And I thought... I, I need him on the pitch. I don't want him sent off every, mm. you know, getting booked and this and then yeah. other thing. Mm. And I said to him, off the pitch and on the pitch, I said, I'm going to make you a captain. I said, I'll take it away from you if I feel you're going to, yeah. you know, you're not going to give him it that right. responsibility. Said, give him that responsibility right. to make him feel that proud sort of feeling on and off the pitch to yeah. settle him down a little bit and also to give him that feeling that if, you know, you're my extension on the football pitch. Yeah. As a manager, yeah. the captain is your extension. Mm. So you you know, you need to be yeah. responsible for that. If I give you some instructions, I want you to to, to do that out there. Mm. You've got license to do it yourself. Mm. So if you see something, you know. So that's the relationship that I was mm. trying to have with a captain. So it was Dennis was a slight risk, but yeah. it worked. It worked for I think it was probably two and a half seasons, I yeah. think. And in the end, I had to take it away from for other reason outside the, the game. Yeah. But I mean, know. the first season was amazing because you say there, you look, you took over, you didn't really know the squad. Mm. Your first season, you got to the FA Cup final. Yeah. And qualified for Europe. I mean, yeah. you, 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 I mean, I mean, just saying there, you, you would never have guessed you would have done that no, walking in there. No, because at Boxing Day, um, back then we played back-to-back games where Newcastle were top of the league, right? And we just yeah. got beaten down at the Dell against Southampton. Yeah. And we were second from bottom. Yeah. And I remember walking out and I got some stick from yeah. the fans. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was, you know, it was a real, real nasty time, horrible time. The next day, we went back to the hotel to stay and back then we played back-to-back and we're playing oh. at home at the bridge yeah. against Newcastle. You know, they're top of the league, Kevin yeah. Keegan, they're flying. Yeah. And, um, you know, we win that game one nil on a misty day. Hmm. The worst game you probably <laughs> see, but we got over the line with a win, and that was where we were. And we just started to turn it. It was hard mm. work. That first mm. up until that Christmas was probably the hardest management yeah. job at that, that period of time because it was under pressure all the time, every time. And in the end, like you say, said we we get to the FA Cup final, beaten by Man United. Mm. Beaten well by Man United, but they were. Did they win the treble that year? Maybe the double. No, double. Maybe the double. double yeah. yeah. So they were a fantastic team. Yeah. And um, 
we, you know, there was no disgrace there. And we ended up playing in Europe and um, doing the following season in Europe. Again, got to the semi-finals of the Cup Winners' Cup, but with a squad that I look back and think sometimes, you know, I, th- I look mm. back and think that, that was very, very successful, yeah. although we didn't win anything. No. Yeah. We were laying down foundations, I could see that, to improve. Mm. Well, that's what I'm going to come on to there. I mean, mm. you, you're credited for, for starting that Chelsea sort of revolution as mm. such because you come in and the, the likes mm. of Rude Hullet, Viali, Zola, yeah. that all followed. Yeah. followed to, and, and it stemmed from, from back then when you yeah. started, yeah. the success that they've even had now. It did, it did. And I think what my, 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 it was apparent pretty quickly that tactically, technically... All them things needed to be put in very quickly, and that's the, that was me as a coach, which I thrive on. I love that, but it looked. I looked at it and I thought, no, this club is. If I'm honest, Swindon had better facilities mm. than, than Chelsea mm. at the time. So it wasn't just that. It was I was shocked at the facilities. Mm. No sh- no bath at the training ground. No gym. Mm. No Amazing. no office for the manager. Oh, it was incredible, incredible. Mm. So I thought, you know, I took Ken Bates on and I said to him, look. This is ridiculous. If you set the minds of the players, no wonder Andy Townsend wanted to leave because yeah. mm. he could see that. that. So um, we had to mentally change the philosophy of the, the way that we thought and, and the way that we, where we stayed in hotels. Was, mm. was not, it wasn't a Premier League setup. Yeah. Mm. So we had to change that and the players saw us changing that so that, that you know you couldn't give them a get out mm. because everything was done for them in the end as much as we could then we got a gym put in and then we had we had a bath to have a bath yeah. in yeah. some of the players it's ridiculous but you know didn't you have to do like, did, did did deals on on I, the on the payphone I did it, a, for all the kids listening there used to be the phones you had to put money in <laughs> <laughs> kids yeah, out, yeah yeah, yeah. no well me? it was the weirdest thing I said I, I said where's my office I said I Ron Atkinson wants to talk to me about yeah. Andy Townsend. Well, I'm doing a deal for £2.1 million, whatever it was, for Andy, and I'm on the BT phone, which was, had the bottom taken out yeah. of. I'd, I was given 50 pence. I put the 50p in, and it would go through, and I'd put the 50p back in. I'm in the middle of this conversation. <laughs> in the staff room, where the guy, the, all the boys are putting the kit out for the staff. That was my office at the time. And that was the mentality. And I remember Ron saying to me, Glenn, uh, what's that noise in the back? It was the pips going. <laughs> I thought, I can't explain that. And it was then that I thought, oh, I've got to go and see Ken. I've got, to, yeah. you know, I've got to change this. So was that one of the main reasons that we're going to get on to England now? Was that one of the main reasons why that when, when England come knocking, it's very hard to turn down? But, mm. You know, you said there, you've done your time there, you're working your way up, you've done your progression. And when England come knocking, then the facilities mm. that you've got at Chelsea, then the England job. Was that a tough way- one to, to leave to it, Chelsea to... Said it was a weird thing because I was happy as Larry at Swindon, mm. and Chelsea come along, and I yeah. thought mm. I was happy as Larry at, um, at Chelsea. Chelsea. I've had three mm. years. We're yeah. building something. Had Rude there, Mark Petrescu mm. had better players, and Matthew Harding, bless mm. him, was yeah. involved. Yeah. Wanted to spend some money. There was a bit of a political battle going on that I was in between at the time, but it was all moving forward. It was all yeah. going forward. This vision that we had was was coming alive. The stand was being built and mm. been finished. And then blow me down. I get a phone call out the blue. And it literally was out the blue from Jimmy Armfield, bless him, saying, yeah. you're on a short list of three, one, I'm sounding you out. Would you be interested? Wow. Who, who, I'm like, um, uh, mm. give me a day to think about that. <laughs> you know, it was, I had to think about the family. I had to think about yeah. all the other things. I was only 39, I think. Wow, that's that's amazing. 30, 39, England manager. I think I was 39. 
And, you know, all them things were being, mm. you know, put through in my mind and I'm having to think about it. But in the end, mm. in the end, it yeah. was just solely that, how can I turn this down? I might yeah. never, ever mm. get another chance. How can you turn your country down? You know, to play for them was wonderful. But mm. I'm, being, I'm being, you know, it might be a chance. I wasn't given the job then. I was in one of three, so I had to go back and say yes or no. And I said, do, yes. do you know who the other two were? No. No? No, I never found that out, mm. actually. But, um... It was all very bizarre because Terry was manager doing a great job. We had the 96 yeah. Euros here, yeah. you know, and it was all named that I was coming in. It was a bit strange and a bit surreal in many ways. Yeah. yeah. Was that for off-field things with yeah. Terry? It was, weren't it? Yeah. It was... You've taken over a, a group. <laughs> we talk about Euro 96. Yeah. There, and our well, and obviously we didn't win the tournament, but mm. it was something that sticks in all our minds when we were younger. Yeah. There must have been a real enthusiasm to go, I want to get my teeth well, into this sort of... It's a bit of a conundrum in many ways, if you're honest, because one, I looked at the squad and I thought, oh, that's a good squad. Mm. That's a good team there. Mm. The place in England that I think football took off, it, yeah. that's the year it yeah. took off again, because it was in England, mm. you know, with all mm. the, the publicity. Yeah. Every, I think football just went whew, through the roof. Yeah. So the expectation, don't forget, yeah. was going to be difficult. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's yeah. not weren't going to be easy. But I felt, look, that's a positive it's a positive vibe to work yeah. off. The main thing was with the team. We, we yeah. had some very good players. And my excitement, because as a, when I knew I was going in, you know, my, first, my first thing I did, me and Johnny Gorman went down to Toulon to watch Bex play, and, and Skullsy wasn't even in that group. And uh, Paul Skulls, mm. those two were straight away in my mind, we're bringing them, mm. we're mm. bringing them in. They didn't make the squad in '96. But they were so good; they had yeah, to be brought yeah. in, and um, so they were my. Fir- that was my first thought. I thought I've got these two kids. Then, you know, we had Rio, yeah. as a young, and then we had Michael up our sleeve as yeah, well, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was a year late. Mm. So, these experienced, wonderful players had the experience of getting to the semis in the in the Euros. Now we're going to try and go for a World Cup. Mm. And with the youngsters, it yeah. was such an exciting time as well. So, you're going in, you know. You've got the right, mm. you know, you've got the right equipment to go in to do the job. The expectations was high, yeah. but you know, so be it. And, and and we went for it. I mean, France France ninety eight was was amazing. It was an amazing tournament. I mean, the, the level of players and teams yeah. in that tournament mm. was was huge. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, you look at Beckham, Argentina, and yeah. how if we could have got past that. Mm. Was there a real real sense in the squad, Glenn, that got a chance? I'll tell you why. If you cast your mind the year before, we played in La Tournoi and we won it. Roberto Carlos, that's where he scored the... Yeah, that's right, free kick, wonderful free kick. So to go and you know beat Italy there, and we we beat yeah, them yeah, well. Yeah. And we had them in the qualifier. Don't forget, yeah. we had to go to Rome yeah. still. So we it, oh, it's one of my favourite. We games. beat them well. We beat them well in that tournament. Yeah, you know they knew two 0 two 0 Yeah, wonderful. Stato. Stato. <laughs> <laughs> and then we beat France. Alan Shearer scored in France. We lost, I think, to Brazil the last game, but we won the trophy. Mm. Yeah. So I think the emphasis and the players that gave. Everyone, a lot of confidence. Yeah. And we, we used that and we went for that. And then to go to Rome and get that result there that we had to, yeah. should have won that, it was a nil-nil, but played with a lot of um, authority there. So this team was believing, you know, and then to go and do, to get through this this unbelievable game. I've never been involved in such an emotional game in the Argentinian game. Yeah. It, was, it, was, yeah. it was ridiculous because we thought we'd gone through with Sol's 
golden goal. I remember. Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and oh, there were so many things that were happening. Mm. And, and then David, I mean, I was shocked because to this day, it's, it's, it's a yellow card. It's yeah. not a red card. Mm. And, um, you Where know... Where was the referee from? Do you remember? Nielsen, yeah, from Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, and uh, there was all sorts happening in that game. There was a penalty in the second half and golden goal that wasn't given. It was hand, Ayala handballs it. Yeah, and, yeah. And Shearer saw it. A lot of the other players did. So you imagine this, this emotion that I was yeah. going through. We had to play with 10 men. Mm-hmm. They did unbelievable for an hour with 10 men yeah, extra did, time. Yeah. And then we get knocked out on the, on the penalties. And, um, you know, I, 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 that was the... That was the time when, if any, if anyone had said like, "Well, where where do you deserve to get paid whatever I was being paid at the time?" which wasn't mega mega, it would be it would have been to get to go through that game was just enough to get yeah. a contract because yeah. it was just a roller coaster. Yeah. Of emotion. What was it like after after that game? Ah. You remember the dressing room? I mean, was can you remember if anyone spoke? And... No, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a time. I, I remember all I said. I mean, the emotions you could just the energy in there. You know, when it's up, when you've won, yeah. it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was just, there was a, there was just this silence, mm, really. Yeah. And, and it wasn't a time for me to say anything because, because they played so well. They'd yeah. given everything yeah, yeah, 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah. So I just, I think I just, I remember saying, the country would be proud of you. You should be proud of yourself. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And I was emotional. Yeah. I've got to say, I've never been like that before. And, and I thought, no, now we're not going into what happened on that. Yeah. It was it was pure. Be proud of yourself. Mm. Walk through that door out to the press or wherever with your with your chest out. Yeah. So because mm. and I think if we'd have won that game with ten men, which we were so close doing, oh, I don't know how close we. Who would we have got, we got in the next round? Um, I think it was Holland, wasn't it? Holland, That's not Argentina. Yeah. That was the Burkamp goal. Yeah, yeah. Burkamp's yeah. goal. Yeah, but what a way to announce yourself to the world in, yeah. Mike, in Michael Owen's oh, goal. Yeah. It was incredible. I was going to say that. Did you did yeah. you feel a responsibility in yourself because he literally? I mean, you talk to everyone, and Rio goes on about it as well. When mm. when he come on the scene, it was like uh, like no one's ever seen anything like it before. And then mm. he's doing it in the World Cup, yeah. the biggest stage in the world. Did you feel a sense of trying to shield him from the press because the press weren't great with England then, was they? No, around no, and around no, the camps, always hard. He was such a level-headed kid, though. He was such a, uh, a... He was so advanced. I mean, I'll give you an example out where I, I didn't have that many worries about that, actually. In the sense, when we went down to 10 men, it was either... It was a big risk of mine. I, normally, what do you do? Mm. A normal, in a game like that, off. take a, take a yeah, strike, strike, go strike four, 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 yeah. Yeah, one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted... It scored this wonder goal. I wanted his pace. Yeah. I thought, well, if we're going to score, we'd be on the break. We need yeah. the pace. I said, but I'm going to take Alan Shearer off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had to go 4-4-1, but, and I thought, well, if Michael, the key was when Michael had the five minutes, because we, we dovetailed them. Yeah, I yeah. literally said to them, Alan, you stay out, Michael. It's whether he can see off the, the right-sided midfield for 10, six, seven minutes, and yeah. then I'd go swap over. I knew Alan had the experience. Michael yeah. was incredible. Yeah. Not only for the goal and how he played, but to see off the left back, to get round, yeah. and to get back yeah. and, and being in contact with his... It was like someone had coached him, yeah. you know, wow. before the game and said, this is going to happen, this is what you have to do. He just yeah. did it off the cuff. Yeah. And I kept looking at him thinking, are they going to get they going to get in down that side? Yeah. If he does, I'm going to have to yank him off and put, a, yeah. put somebody else in there to, to plug the gap. Because, mm. But we kept getting out as well. Yeah. We, we looked as if we could yeah. score. Yeah. So it was a real conundrum what to do. Um, but uh, he was 
absolutely brilliant. Right, Glenn, it's time for what really happened when we uh, look back from a moment of your career and we want to know more about it now. I could ask you about the two times you won the FA Cup or the, uh, the UEFA Cup or the times you've had in Monaco, but I want to take you back to 1987 and two words, Diamond Life. <laughs> <laughs> so the hit single released under Glenn and Chris. Oh, First question, why did you call yourselves Hodder and Waddle? Oh, no, exactly. That's what I said at the time. I don't know why it was. It, they, they went for their first names. It did seem... Seemed right to do Oddle and Waddle, didn't yeah. it? So, um, so it was a single... Perhaps you've gotten the number one if we put that... <laughs> it was a single diamond light. It was, I mean, yeah. how did that come uh, about? It was a long story, actually, but I try and whittle it down. But we had, we had a Pat Mitchell, a mate of ours, who used to come down the training ground, lovely, lovely Spurs man, lovely guy, salt-of-the-earth sort of guy, and he, he got us these two cars, me and Chris. Sponsored cars. So we had these, these sponsored cars, he said... Cut long story short, we were playing in the Midlands. He said Saturday night there's a I think it was can't remember the was Avis or something. They got a big they got a big do up there in the Midlands. Can you come after the game? Yeah, of course we can. So we take the girls up there. Yeah. We have a good win. I think we beat Coventry 3 1. We go and do this do, had the right few sherbets, so we're nice and relaxed, <laughs> yeah. enjoying the enjoying the free, you know, the points that we'd won. And then right near the end of the he's he's all the crowd have got get up and sing with the band. Yeah. So me and Chris get up there, sing on, just sing. I mean, I pretended to sing. <laughs> anyway, we come back down. Everyone's going mad, you know, blah, blah. Great. Sit down the table. He comes up and he says, you sounded great. I thought, well, I wasn't. I was miming. <laughs> today, right? yeah. You sounded great, guys. He said, I've got a mate who writes songs, blah, blah, blah. We went, we don't want to do a song. He badgered us for the next three months. He was down the training ground. Yeah. Come on, he's got a song written. You know, Bob Pusey's name is yeah. writer. In the end, he just got to us and we went, look, we'll meet him. So we met him at his house. He had about, he had six kids. He traped them all down in front of us in his lounge. It was almost like, how could we say no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's almost feed my children yeah, if, we yeah. don't, if we don't do this record. <laughs> <laughs> so we end up getting into this unbelievable thing of, of doing the song it was a real ballad at the time. We went, we can't do a ballad like that. So he, he, he livened it up a bit. And um, we end up doing this video. Oh, and, and we keep pinching ourselves. But the worst one, the worst of the best was live Top of the Pops. Oh, that's I unbelievable. Mean, oh, that was... Yeah. Did you, have a few Did you have a few drinks before you went on? Well, I shiver now when I think yeah. about it, actually. <laughs> but... We were so we went out there. So we training, Joe. We training yeah. at Chesant. Yeah. Car to pick us up. I said, get a car to pick us up. So car to pick us up. Yeah. We finished training. We have got to get to Shepherd's Bush because yeah. that's where they do the. Yeah. And then it was rehearsals and all these things. <laughs> and I said to the guy, whatever you do, because we'd recorded it about three months before, did the video. We hadn't sung it, had we, for so long? I said, make sure the driver has a cassette. It was a cassette back in the day <laughs> of the song because we can't remember the words. We're going down the, we're going down the, uh, down the Cambridge Road, the A10, yeah. singing Diamond Lights <laughs> in the back of the car, getting the words right to go in front of millions of people on telly. That's, that's how nerve wracking it was going to yeah. be for us. And back then, Top of the Pops was huge, while oh, yeah. it wasn't yeah. Massive. It was, yeah. You know what, though? I think the driver knew it better than us by the time we got to Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> where, where did he get in the charts? <laughs> Number because 12. Number 12. Yeah. That was 12. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got 10,000 in my garage still. <laughs> Copies, that's how I got up there. So, Glenn, just compare like, a Top of the Pops performance to a, 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 an FA Cup final or a Pillar in England jersey. I've, I've said it before. I took a, 
in, in the FA Cup final, early in the re- replay against QPR, about six minutes in, I've got to take a penalty. I've hardly had a touch of the ball in the game and I've got to take a penalty. That is nothing compared to mm. being live top of the pot. Really? Honestly, it was so nerve-wracking, mate, because it was it actually was live. You know, They mm. normally did it the Wednesday and it went out on a Thursday, but one, one programme every month had to be live. So if I fell off the stage, or Chris, <laughs> we fell off the stage, there was no take two or yeah. anything, you know, or you messed up or whatever. It was so nervous. Did you have a, a, a good sort of time to rehearse, or was it sort of in quick rehearsal we, and done? We had, no, we had, as I say, we were trying to trying to learn the words again <laughs> in the back of the car. So we're, re- we're so unprepared. And yeah. so, so the, the, first, the first rehearsal was not clothed up yeah. With, yeah. because we had all the gear. <laughs> yeah. I remember my, like Miami Vice, yeah. and uh, we end up uh, we end up going back into the room, and I said to Chris, "Chris, we are in trouble, mate." So we said to the fellow, "We give him twenty quid, and he's talking about do we have a drink?" And yeah. he brought a few cans back, and me and Chris and the, my, our girls were there, yeah. boys yeah. were there, and we just got tucked into a few beers. We could not have done it otherwise. What, what, it, we really couldn't. I don't think. Oh my word. This is another thing. You know when the DJ hands over and, yeah, and that yeah. was and that was and this is well do you remember a group called Five Star? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Was, they weren't on before you, were they? They were on before. <laughs> and they're all they're all in sync. Every dancing, weren't they? Five of them all sync, spinning around, doing it, and they were perfect. And that was five star. This is Chris and Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> we had to follow them, which made it even worse. Oh, I've never been so scared in my life. So there, there was another one that followed up. It was it was It's Goodbye, I which know. reached ninety two in the charts. Yeah, was, the, was that the goodbye you needed to? That was my fault. I went I went goodbye. I'm off to Monaco. <laughs> they brought it. We brought that was a better song, much better song. Was it? I really enjoyed yeah. that one. <laughs> did, did, was we were going on tour. <laughs> and, no, but we did it, and like and then they, I, I find out I'm going to Monaco. Yeah, and they, and then they, like to do the publicity and everything. They yeah. went well. It's, we've it, but we have to pull it. Yeah. So and I went goodbye. Oh, <laughs> <off> the- <laughs> a, there must have been some offers for you to carry on going with. Is it over the years have people tried to get you two together to do it? Oh, constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah constantly. <laughs> we, we we just make sure that we're never in the same room, same <laughs> yeah, room together. Exactly. <laughs> he still gets the shivers now. Right. Imagine that. that. If you're in a boozer and Glenn and Chris are there, I'll be the first one to do it. Gaffer, I'll be I'll first of all check with the DJ and I'll be like, come on, oh, up you dear. get. I'd love to see it. No, well then obviously later on the the male singer, that was uh, yeah. that was interesting. But I've always loved singing. I so always love singing. Whether people think I've got a good voice or not, it's, it's immaterial. Well, as, as long as it's you not enjoy my it. it's not my problem. Talking of five star, let's talk Premier League chat. Uh Spurs, your old team, they've just mm. come off a, a great win against Everton. Uh, but it comes after some terrible displays, isn't it, against Burnley and Middlesbrough? Very inconsistent at the moment. What would you yeah. What would you put it down to, uh, Spurs? I mean, we could have been we could have been the week where you'd have said what a great win against Man City, mm. and then you've just said what you've said out of the cup, and then Burnley, mm. and then they go and win five 0 against Everton. Probably the best I've seen them play. Yeah, actually, actually play play. Mm. Um, th- this inconsistency is, is a real strange because I'm pretty sure Conte is the style of manager that is. is that would hurt him more than anything. Mm. He looks, he looks hurting, doesn't he, yeah, Glenn? He when does. you see him in his interviews, he, looks, he, ha- he wears his heart on his sleeve. I think he looks, I think he looks a bit confused, like we yeah. all are. Yeah. Of what he's got, his his squad, his team. Mm. One minute they look as if, hang on, I've got something here that I could really turn into. I've got a lovely bit of silk cloth here. I can turn yeah. into a fabulous suit. Yeah. Yeah. And then another week, yeah. it's like, where are they gone? Yeah. What are they doing? 
And um, I think he's a little bit baffled. Yeah. I really do. And I think there's a little bit of... um, there's a bit of stuff going on. Yeah. The interview after Burnley concerned me mm. and Spurs fans, I'm sure. Is that just over-emotional with, with Conte's style? Do you think he probably looks back no. at that and maybe regrets? The one thing about Conte, you see him on the line running up and down, jumping, and which is great, passion. Mm. I think sometimes that can be over the top because I think your team end up following you. Yeah. And that's not yeah. good sometimes. Yeah. I think that happened yeah. with Klopp, you know. The yeah. first couple of years, they yeah. got too emotional. And I think yeah. he calmed down. Mm. And I think Conte... But when Conte comes to uh, 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 an interview, I don't know if it's the language, he's very slow, very meticulous on mm. taking in the question and coming back. He's never, mm. ever emotional in that sense, if you see yeah, my point. Yeah. So I think, he, I think that was almost preordained. I think he knew yeah. what he was going to say. Yeah. And that was a concern to us. It was like, wow, he's almost mm. saying... I'm not sure about this group of people. I'm not sure whether we're going to do what I want them to do yeah. or get the backing of what... I don't know. It was almost like he was leaving a door open to yeah. say, if I'm not the right man, if they don't think I'm the right man, I'll go he, through that door. And, and But, you know, I think that was in the back mm. of his mind. Then when they go and beat Everton, they're all singing his name, yeah. he's clapping. Yeah. And this is where I think he's at. And I don't think he's that... Yeah. I don't think he's that type of guy when he's a manager of any clubs he's been at. It's been pretty... This mm-hmm. is what I want. This is what they, how we train. This is what we're going to do. This seems to be a bit of a rocky boat. Oh, trip, I, trip. I interviewed him after um, Chelsea beat him for the, for the third time. And um, he was very, you said, like, a bit clinical with it. He was like, because everyone thought he was going to come out and hammer his players. Mm. And he, come, he said, I'm, I'm happy with my players. Mm. Um, I'm happy with my players. But because I asked, I think I asked him, why he didn't sign anyone in January? Is, mm. is that was that planned? Or you know? And he went, no, this this is not. It doesn't matter if I sign people in January yeah. or in the summer. He said, this is a three year project. Mm. Yeah. And he was like, almost. I felt he was saying, these players can, can get you to a certain level, but we're going to need. This yeah. is going to be a longer term thing. He was quite. Yeah. You know, he wasn't emotional at all. I thought it, that was planned out. Yeah. yeah. And it's difficult because he's only got eighteen months. Well, mm. by the end of the season, it would be. Yeah. So that means he's only got two. Uh, he's only going to have two more transfer yeah. um, windows to actually do what he's trying to say. And I agree with him. I think I think they've got some wonderful, wonderful players there. Mm. But the the, 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 um, the squad doesn't go deep enough. The, the levels are not up there. No. You know, with the, the top teams. And for that, he, I think he's realising that gap is much, much bigger yeah. than, uh, than he thought when he went in. Yeah. yeah. You talk about other top teams. Spurs are definitely in the, the race still for top yeah, four. Yeah. Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Are in the driving seat. Yep. United, West Ham, possibly Wolves are in the mix. Mm. It changes so much. But who do you think? I mean, <clears> top three we'd say is, is near enough cemented. Who do you think is going to going to nick top in in the fourth spot? Um, it's going to. I think it will be. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Mm. I'll probably go Spurs. Really, I don't know what's telling me that. Arsenal I think will the, end, will I, slip up. I think Arsenal will slip up. Um, I think because of because of Conte and and they were so good against Everton. But if yeah. you ask me this next week, it's it's, 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 it's like the impossible questions yeah, yeah. to answer. Yeah, yeah, no. Listen, I, none I, of them are consistent. I don't think it'd be Man United. I thought Wolves might have a chance, but the last weekend's mm. result has probably knocked them yeah. out. So let's look at it that way. For me, I'll go United. Probably not Wolves. Not now. Yeah. I think West Ham probably not because yeah. of the depth and yeah. depends what happens against Sevilla. Yeah. yeah, this week yeah. now that if they get through again, I think that'll work against mm. them. They just haven't got the depth, no. they? let's yeah. be fair. No. And they've done wonderful, don't get me wrong, yeah. it's done fantastic. Yeah. But I think looking at it, 
you know, they should have got a stri- another striker in at mm. least, you know. And I think they know that. David David knows that. So I think there's three... Arsenal look good. Tottenham are still, still in there having a chance. Yeah. I think it might actually be, end up between them two. Yeah. And what... <laughs> they've got to play them at... Uh, yes, at home. Yes. Tottenham got to play Arsenal at home, so that's a that's a key mm. a key game. Arsenal are not a team that's going to go unbeaten for a five, six, seven no. game. No, so they're going to. But then Tottenham are not. No, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a real yeah, conundrum. Who's going to get that? Mm. Uh, Spurs thrashed obviously Everton. Frank Lampard, good friend mm. of the show. I mean, you look at that team, the squad at Everton. People saying they're too big to go down. Do you well, see enough characters? Do you see enough fight wa- in that team? I worry. To stay up? I worry for Frank because um, it's a, it's a hell of a job. Mm. I think that I think rat. I think I think it was a bit of a mess when he took it over. Mm. Similar to Conte, I don't think Frank realised yeah. how much work was needed. Yeah. I, just, I watched him defend the other night, and I, I, physically taught. Tottenham just was running all over them, yeah. and it was. Just, I think it's worrying for Frank, um, and it's a big test for him. But he's a young manager, and I, I think I, I think they'll get out of it just. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a hell of a rebuild job. That I, I think I agree with you, Joe. I think they'll get out of it just. But I think it'll be the home, be the mm. home performances yeah. that will, will save them. This this away record they got mm. is abysmal, yeah. and obviously. Tottenham caught them on a mm. bad night. Spurs play well, don't, yeah. don't yeah. get me wrong. But so I think that was a little bit of one. I think Frank might look at that and just go park that. Mm. Also, where can I look at my positives? My positives mm. are I've got I've got my main players back now. Mm. They might not be match match fit at the moment, yeah. but I tell you what, that crowd, the Goodison yeah. crowd, if yeah. they stay with us, they'll get the best out of them at home. Yeah. If we don't win away from home, we've got to do something about that next year. Yeah. We're yeah. playing for that. With a pre-season yeah. of what, how we might play away from home, yeah. differently to some playing at home, but I think they'll just about get over the yeah. line. I, I think Frank's very smart. I think what what they need to do, Everton, they need to, like Glenn said, that has got to be the fortress and go back to what Everton are yeah. traditionally from the eighties and nineties, where they're dogged. Yeah. Do you know? And he's got two players in Decore and Allen mm. who, who can do that. You've got two physical centre forwards in Richarlison, and mm. almost go. Completely back to basis. Yeah. Connect back with a with a Goodison faithful. Get the lads and just say, look, we're just going to be a dogged, horrible team to play against from yeah. now until the end of the mm. season, and then that gives you a base. Then because the, the the back four need protecting hundred percent. They then. do. Yeah, they do. I, I, it's interesting as well talking about Everton is that um, Van der Beek's gone there and not been mm. given a chance at United. So I think mm. I think Frank's looking at him thinking. You're a player. Mm, yeah. I quite like you. I'm going to put you in there. With it. But then, where does that put Deli Alli? I don't really see Deli Alli starting and no. saying, "Well, I'm, I'll put you in behind the front so you yeah. can go and score goals." Yeah, That's yeah. what he's good at. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see him getting that chance. No. Maybe next year he might do a different system that he can play both of them. But it's interesting. They they both come in from big clubs, going to mm. Everton, thinking, "Well, they didn't give me a chance. Surely I've got a chance now." Or it, yeah. it was different yeah. for Delhi Ali, yeah. sort of falling by the wayside yeah. a bit. Yeah. Or points to prove. Yeah, both of them have got yeah. points to prove, but one of them's only going to get mm. in that team at the moment. They can't fit both in. Okay, another manager who's got a tough job in his hands, uh, Jesse Marsh, who's taken over from the Marcelo Bielsa appointment um, mm. with Leeds. Yeah, what what needs to be done there? It's it's, it's a hard act to follow. Very hard act to follow. Um, I don't know. I, I was a bit baffled. I don't know when he came out. When I, I was watching the interview when he said mm. the performance was more important than the points. Yeah. And I mm. put it in reverse there. I went, ooh. Yeah. He said, you know, 
I'm not sure his understanding of where they're at. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he is a hard act to follow. But I think he's also, some, in some ways, might be an easy act to follow yeah. for the players. Yeah. Because I think, looking at them, I, I covered the game against Tottenham and I've, I've, I've seen other games with them. And I said weeks and weeks ago, just on a personal note, if they keep playing defensively the man-for-man that they're doing, they're going to go down. Mm. They're going to be in trouble. Mm. And I think that's the, the owners saw that and that's why they've had to do what they've yeah. had to mm. do. The, the Leeds fans, I'm sure, will be upset about yeah. it all because they love him to bits, rightly so, what he's done for the club. But I'm telling you now, as somebody who's been in football all my life, that was on the cards. Now, the players now, if he goes in and says, well, we might do a little bit of the man-for-man mark or we might, mm. if they change it, I think they, in their heart, I think there's a lot of players there going... We can't keep playing like this. Travis mm. Course. So now yeah, we, yeah. they've got, you know, they, they, they've missed him. Mm. He's done a lot for them as individual players and, and as mm. a team, we've got, got the club up. But they're going, oh dear, now we've got to go, yeah, okay, mm. let's, let's listen to the new manager. And it might just be enough to keep them. In yeah. there. Because they're, they're like a stone that, that was dropped. Every now and again, they might. This is the conundrum with them. They create anyway. They yeah. lost four, what was it, four nil at the top? Yeah. They, they could have scored four. They yeah. could have let in eight. And yeah. that's, at Premier League level, You man for man marking all over the pitch. I was doing the game. Hmm. Aileen was following Son and Son took him to the, to yeah, the right, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. right, old, old-fashioned right-half position. Mm. Yeah. He followed him. Yeah. And the space for Winks to play, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And you're thinking, Wow. You can't play like that in the Premier League. You might have got away with it for one year. People have sussed them. Mm. And all they did is they, they it, it was it was evident the whole in midfield, it was up to Kane mm. and then runners in behind. And it, it just, you'd see Spurs had worked yeah. at it and sussed it out. So in a nutshell, Leeds, can they stay up? Similar to Everton, I think the home form will keep them up. Yep. I know. I don't know. I, I, I think not the home form. I think the home crowd will keep Ellen them Road, up. Ellen, general, Road, yeah. Ellen Road will keep them up. I'm being putting my head on the chopping block here. I think Leeds could be in a situation where they go to the last game of the season and they have to win or they have to get a point. Mm. If not, they're going to drop. Or if some team wins, I think it'd be like that. It'd be that tight anyway. But you'd like some Newcastle and Brentford's result. They've got enough to get. They're out. So I think Leeds are well and truly in this. It could be between... Burnley, Everton, and and maybe Leeds who, who, on that last game of the season. Yeah. Who's going to ball go down? Be entertaining. Okay, so time for the Coral Super Series game. I'm going to ask you both four simple questions about the Arsenal v Leicester game this weekend at the mm. Emirates. Joe, it's currently nine all in Ooh. the series between Joe and the guests. Oh dear! So, right. quick fire answers, please. Joe, we'll go with you first. Who will win the matches? Arsenal versus Leicester at Arsenal. Arsenal. Neither. Draw. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Uh, who will score the first goal? Saka. Oh, yeah, I think you meant which team? Oh, let me think. Um, Barnes. Uh, how many corners? I'm going to change it up because it's getting close now. I'm going to go eight. Eight corners, Glenn? I'll go nine. Oh, how many players will be carded? <laughs> how many cards Two. in the game? Oh, very friendly. Yeah, two friendly teams. I'm going three. three. Okay, as usual, people at home, if you want to play along, you can do. Just head over to coral.co.uk, answer questions correctly to win cash prizes, but please, please gamble responsibly. Uh, Glenn, that's all we've got time for. Ah, Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, It's been insightful as ever, and Joe, as we said before, when, when... 
when he's on and when we work with him when he speaks yeah. you just lovely go into yeah, no, he's got them he's got the snake eyes isn't he in the jungle book yeah starts talking about the spin of the ball and everyone else goes no we don't really get that that's too technical that is lovely being with you youngsters Glenn it's been a pleasure thanks ever so much for coming on Good luck with, with the uh, with the rest of the health and the golf and, uh, yeah. and keeping that balance with work and stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, one more question: Is there any chance we're going to see you in a dugout? <laughs> I doubt it. I got asked that question uh, the other day, and I said, "Well, you never say never in football, do you?" But yeah. I doubt it. You heard it. You heard it here first. Remember, you can find us on the Joey YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast from. You have been listening to the All to Play for podcast brought to you by Joe and Coral. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.